Okie dokie, here we go. We are absolutely packed today. It's great to have you with us. This is Guido's Gridiron Blitz. Mike Guido here with you on the Landry Football Podcast Network. It is great to have you in. A lot of interesting stuff to go over today. We'll recap a couple of things from week six that we didn't get to cover uh, on Monday. We'll obviously discuss Thursday night football last night. Giants and Eagles. The Eagles sneaking out a win at home. Uh, That was a crucial, crucial win for the Eagles if they have any chance of making the playoffs. They could not have possibly lost that game to the Giants last night. They they absolutely couldn't have. With uh, honestly, especially with Dallas playing Washington this weekend, uh, that might be a Dallas win. I who knows? Honestly, Dallas is unpredictable, but that might be a Dallas win. They fall behind. They got one win. Dallas has three, uh, you know, and they fall behind the Giants. That would have been a really tough, uh, a really tough comeback, especially with the way that the Eagles have been playing so far this year. But that was a much needed win. We'll discuss that. We'll make picks for week seven. Uh, if you didn't watch the game last night, I don't know. I have no idea what else you could have possibly done. There was absolutely nothing else on television yesterday. Uh, so there's absolutely no excuses why you should have uh why you should have missed Thursday night football last night um uh, obviously the debate was last night so we're uh listen there there are going to be plenty of people that I'm sure have uh either checked into the game late or they didn't watch the game entirely I'll have to fill you in uh but it's great to have you with us again Guido's gridiron blitz on the Landry football podcast network I am Mike Guido here with you so it's a uh, lot of stuff to go over today. I do want to remind you, though, that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. We have teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. This is great. Okay, here's what you do. Go to our website. LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. Then what you do is you pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. Okay. They're not all legal in every state. So you pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. You know, BetMGM, you've got DraftKings, FanDuel, and PointsBet. You pick among those gaming sites. You sign up. And then you instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that, okay? $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match and a risk or risk-free bet, uh, risk-free bet. I mean, that's incredible. It's incredible. So you have to take advantage of that opportunity. It's that easy. So... Again, go to LandryFootball.com, you click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page, and then you get in on the action with a special offer from American Betting Experts. That's American Betting Experts, Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network, sponsored by American Betting Experts. Okay, let's get into this. Uh, So I'm going to analyze this from both sides. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles did come out with a win last night against the Giants, uh, 22 to 21, uh, two late game drives by the Eagles. They were down 21 to 10. They had gone for two twice and 
whiffed on it both times. They, they didn't get one. Uh, so the Eagles score 12 unanswered points at the end of the game, and that's the way that that game ends. Uh, the Giants got hit by a bunch of penalties late in the game. The Eagles honestly had a couple of costly ones too, uh, but they were able to convert and take advantage. Uh, here's really the big thing about this. And like I said before, an absolute much needed win by the, by the Philadelphia Eagles. But here's the big thing. Okay. Um, Carson Wentz. Last night is why you don't move off of Carson Wentz. That's why Carson Wentz is your quarterback and should be your quarterback for the foreseeable future. That is exactly why. Okay. I, Carson Wentz is a special player. And no, he did not have a phenomenal game last night. Okay. He played really well late. He came back, had two really crucial jo- drives, including the game winning drive. The, Carson Wentz was not great all night. 25 of 43 for 359 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, he, listen, he was, for the first two and a half quarters, Carson Wentz was not good. Okay, for for the first two and a half quarters, Carson Wentz was struggling. Okay, he had a decent start to the game, fell apart up until about midway through the third quarter, and then the light turned on for Carson Wentz. That was it. I mean, Carson Wentz was not by any means necessary fantastic last night. Um, But here's what I do want to point out. You know, in this league, we understand what bad quarterbacks look like. We understand what ba- I mean th- there are pl- there are bad quarterbacks in this league. Okay, Carson Wentz is having a bad year. And we understand that, right? 58.5% completion percentage, that's the lowest of his career. Okay, the touchdown to interception ratio is not good. He leads the league in interceptions, right? 10 touchdowns, 10 picks. Okay, it's not great. But, again, keep this in mind. Okay, you watched the game yesterday. You might not have. Okay, the, the debate last night, I'm sure, had a lot of viewers, especially uh, uh, including football fans. Okay, uh, listen, I watched the debate for part of it. I did. So you might not have watched the game yesterday. But if you did, you have to realize something. You have to ask yourself a very simple question. Did is what you saw last night with Carson Wentz? Is that a bad quarterback? Like, is that what a bad quarterback looks like? I say no. I, listen, like I said, there are definitely bad quarterbacks in this league. Okay, like, like there are bad quarterbacks in this league. Okay, Ryan Finley is a bad quarterback. Okay, Chase Daniel is a bad quarterback. Jeff Driscoll is a bad quarterback. Okay. You've had bad quarterbacks in this league, in and out and in and out. We understand what they look like. We understand what guys like that look like. They're just, they're not good. They don't make any good play. They don't make any special plays. They can't seem to get anything going, right? They never get hot. It's just bad quarterbacks are bad quarterbacks. You know what it looks like. Carson Wentz is not that. If, if if last night you don't see any glimpses of special with Carson Wentz, I can't help you. 
I can't help you. Carson Wentz last night had special moments. Special moments. And I'm not talking about, oh, he was really clutch. No, I'm not talking about that. Because any quarterback can be clutch. Any quarterback can be clutch on any particular night. They can be. Carson Wentz was special. Now, here's the other part of this that I do need to that I do need to bring up about him. Um, sports, whether or not you like it or not, whether or not you're willing to accept this or not, sports is all about circumstance. It is all about circumstance. Okay. Whether you get that call or the, you know, the the teammates you play with, the coaching, okay, the, what organization you play for, it is all circumstantial, okay? Everything revolving around sports, the success, the failures, the everything, it all revolves around what your surroundings are. It all is tied in to circumstantial stuff. That's it. Okay. It's like that in life. Most of the time. Okay. In anything, not even just sports. Okay. You are the master of your own destiny, but a lot of it has to do with where you end up, right? There is a difference between ending up, right? If you're, if you're a guy in business, there's a massive difference between you ending up doing marketing for the local business around the corner and you doing marketing for Google. Like it's it's just it's different. Your environment's going to be better in Google, your success rate's going to be better at Google. It's easier to I mean it makes all the sense in the world. Carson Wentz does not play for a bad organization. The Eagles are a good organization. But this offensive personnel is bad. Bad and unhealthy. We do get that, right? They are so injury prone. So I can give Carson Wentz a pass for having a bad year. Okay. It, listen, Carson Wentz, I want you to, uh, this is what he's dealing with. Okay. This is the Eagles depth chart. Okay. Before last night, right? Deshaun Jackson was hurt for most of the year. Deshaun Jackson got hurt again last night, late in the game. He didn't play the final drive. Okay, that game-winning drive that Carson Wentz had at the end of the game. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson had absolutely nothing to do with it. Deshaun Jackson's a pretty good receiver. He's not amazing, but he's you know, he's, he's okay. He could be productive on most nights. But Alshon Jeffrey is hurt. I haven't seen him play in a year. Carson Wentz is working with Greg Ward, who played quarterback in college, John Hightower, a fifth or whatever, fifth, fifth, a fifth round pick, small school wide receiver, John Hightower, and Travis Fulgham, who before a couple of weeks ago, nobody even knew that he existed, let alone a football player. You never saw his name on Facebook. J.J. Arcego-Whiteside. Oh, boy, he hasn't turned out. And the people are going to say, oh, but he's got Zach Ertz. Well, Zach Ertz is hurt. Zach Ertz is hurt. 
And, oh, check this out, too. Um, Miles Sanders, his running back, yeah, he's not really he's he's not really doing much. Oh, and also hurt. Listen, we have to understand, okay, when we were talking about Dak Prescott, okay, in division, it's relevant. Dak Prescott, oh, he's got no wide receiver. I mean, he's uh, t- I mean, Terrence Williams and and Deontay Thompson and Tavon Austin. Oh my god. And then they traded a first round pick for Amari Cooper and everything changed for Dak. Everything changed for the second half of that season when they tra- when the Cowboys traded a first round pick for Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper at that point was as streaky of a wide receiver as there is in the league. He still kind of is. Okay, he was not one of those guys that's great every week. Okay, we're not talking about Julio Jones. We're not talking about Michael Thomas. We're not talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, Amari Cooper is good, but can be streaky. Dak Prescott was a different player the second half of the year. A different player. One wide receiver changed everything. One. That was it. One. Carson Wentz doesn't have that. Carson Wentz does a, his offensive lines hurt, right? Uh, left tackle hurt. Okay. Right tackle eh, hurt. Okay. Lane Johnson got taken out three quarters of the way through last night. They had to put Matt Pryor at right tackle. I mean, they're playing rookies. Jason Kelsey is the only reliable guy in the offensive line. And he had that crucial face mask call at the goal line at the goal line. Jordan Mailata at left tackle. Yeah, oh yeah, he's a big name. What are we talking about here? If you don't see the special in Carson Wentz, okay, that throw that he made to Greg Ward, that throw that he made to Greg Ward at the end of the game, that touchdown pass, I mean, that is as good of a throw as you're ever going to see ever in the NFL, period. I mean, that window was this small, this small. Okay, you, you, honestly, you could have fit a gusher inside that hole. Inside that window to get that ball through. Carson Wentz made a one. I, listen, I, 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 I'm dying to see what like the advanced stats are on that. What the crazy analytics are. Like what the catch probability is was for that throw. I guarantee it was like under 15%. I mean, it was just, it's it's bizarre the kind of plays that he makes. Okay, special quarterbacks you don't move off of unless everything is just not re- working, okay? Carson Wentz is a quarterback so far as a starter in his career, 34-28-1. 34-28-1. And the majority of those of those of those games, he hasn't had a sufficient roster, or he's been hurt himself. Okay, second year in the league, he almost won MVP, but then he got hurt again. So I, I don't understand this. Going into today, you think the Eagles are the favorite in the East and the NFC East? I do. I thought this two weeks ago. The Eagles right now are the favorite in the NFC East. And it's not because I think they're a good football team. They're not by any means necessary. 
Okay, the Giants are not a good football team, and the Giants almost beat them in their own building. I, I'm not in on the Eagles. I'm not. But I think they're better than any of these teams in the division. They're better than the Giants. I think they're better than Washington. I think they're better than Dallas. I do. Especially Dallas with a backup quarterback. So, look, Eagles, all of this, all of this stuff about how the Eagles got to think about moving on from Carson Wentz. He's not living up to the contract. He's not doing it. Just baloney. Stop. Watch the game last night and tell me with that supporting cast that that was not a special late game performance from Carson Wentz. That's not a special player with special tendencies. Tell me that. Because I don't think you could. Okay, I want to go to the other side of this. Um, Daniel Jones, I think, is a really tough kid. That's a good player, okay? <laughs> I know a lot of people are just like, oh, my God, Daniel Jones, he stinks. Okay, listen, Daniel Jones, by any means necessary, again, is another one of these quarterbacks that isn't having a great year. Through seven weeks, he's only thrown five touchdowns. He's got seven interceptions. His He's got a 62% completion percentage, which is not awful, but it's not great. Okay, Carson, uh, Daniel Jones is not having a statistically friendly year. Neither is Carson Wentz, right? I, they're both not. This is a very odd year, okay? Daniel Jones is not having a very statistically friendly year. And Daniel Jones, I don't even think, played awful last night. 20 of 30 for 187, two touchdowns and a pick. He also had that crazy long run. He ran for 92 yards on four carries, okay? He had that 80-yard run. Uh, listen, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. Okay, the one thing that you have to respect about Daniel Jones. Okay, and I believe me, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I hate the Giants. I hate the Eagles. I hate them both. Okay, the one thing you can respect about Daniel Jones, that kid has absolute ice in his veins. That kid has such a strong head. I mean, that kid's got broad shoulders. I mean, he is... He is as mentally tough as you are going to find in the league. And look, he doesn't look it, right? I, I mean, you look at a picture of Daniel Jones. He's kind of, you know, he's a little doofy looking. He's kind of, you know, he's like Eli Manning, which is why it was ironic that the Giants replaced Eli Manning with Daniel Jones, right? Like it, it made all the sense in the world because Daniel Jones looks like him. He plays like him. He acts like him. I mean, it was funny. It was kind of funny, you know, and Daniel Jones is kind of like Eli Manning 2.0. That's what he is. But you wouldn't expect that to be a, he. you wouldn't expect him to be as mentally tough as he is. If you don't believe me, think about this for a second. When Daniel Jones got drafted, right, sixth overall, there were people that, there were so many uh, Giants fans that like, they, they wanted Josh Allen that, Kentucky pass rusher who's now who's now in Jacksonville and he's really good. Okay. They wanted Josh Allen. They wanted, you know, offensive line help. They wanted a, you know, if they were going to take a quarterback, they wanted Dwayne Haskins, right? They didn't want Daniel Jones. They wanted Dwayne Haskins. I, I mean, I listen, I covered that draft live on the air. Okay. Not one Giants fan fan was just like, yeah, we got our guy. They were just like, that kid, that kid's going to be our quarterback. I mean, listen, I, I literally, 
The guy who was producing that show, who I still talk to today, had his head face down on the desk like, oh my God, I can't believe we just did that. Okay, when Daniel Jones got drafted, he got booed. At Yan- okay, seriously, Daniel Jones threw the first pitch at a Yankee game and he got booed at the stadium. Booed. It was not like, yeah, he's going to be our future. It's, oh my God, I can't believe the Giants drafted you still. And Daniel Jones last year, with all of that pressure, right? Because all of that weighs on a young guy, especially when, I mean, you're 22 years old. Last year, he was 22 years old. Okay. Yes, his record was not good. He was three and nine. The Giants did not have a good roster. But he completed 62% of his throws through 24 touchdowns and 12 picks and made some really nice plays. A quarterback rating of 87.7. Again, it's not fantastic. But what do you expect from a rookie quarterback with a bad offensive line and no wide receivers? And honestly, not a good coach either. Think about Daniel Jones' situation right now. Daniel Jones is on his second head coach, second offensive coordinator. He doesn't have a good offensive line. right? Andrew Thomas, their, their rookie left tackle, does not look good so far. He doesn't look good. They're looking to trade Kevin Zeitler, their guard. I mean, two head coaches, two offensive coordinators, a bad offensive line. He's got an injured out for the year, all pro running back. All for all, I, all of that is being factored in. His best wide receiver is Darius Slayton. Some, I mean, you know, he's good, but he's never going to be a star. He's never a man. He had two catches yesterday against a bad Eagles defense. It's, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like he's got, you know, cowboy surroundings. It's not like he's working with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver. Right? He's, it's not like he's got Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. He's got Wayne Gallman, you know, uh, we're not sure what Devontae Freeman has left. Okay, Deion Lewis, like... That's what we're dealing with here. That's what Daniel Jones has. And a bad offensive line. And quite frankly, again, he's got Jason Garrett as as his offensive coordinator, who in Dallas was awful at calling plays. Awful. Brand new coach, Joe Judge. I mean, the guy's been in the league two years. Cut him a break. I'm going to ask you again, okay? This, these are the kind of things that you have to ask yourself after you watch football games, okay? And you think that there's a team that's got to replace their quarterback. Daniel Jones is not the guy. I think Daniel Jones is the guy. And the reason you have to ask yourself that is, is this a football team that looked completely incompetent yesterday? Were they a football team that just, I, I mean, God, they couldn't do anything right? Uh, Daniel Jones was just terrible. I mean, he... Couldn't complete a pass. He couldn't make a play. Okay, Daniel Jones lost the game yesterday. Doesn't have a good. Uh, doesn't have a good roster around him. And he's listen. He's not the most talented quarterback in the league. Daniel Jones made big plays yesterday. Okay, say what you want about that eighty-yard touchdown run and how we can make fun of him for how he fell at the end. Okay, right? How he should have had a touchdown, but he fell. I mean, that's a big play. That's a 
big play. That's huge. If you get that in a football game, you are jumping for joy. That's a great play. Daniel Jones has done a really nice job in this organization. Okay, Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. There's a lot of pressure replacing that guy. Okay, Eli Manning was the giant quarterback for a decade and a half, and he won two Super Bowls. He beat Tom Brady twice. He beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. I mean, it matters, man. It does. Mental toughness matters. Okay, again, I do want to, I have to bring this point up. Okay, is Daniel Jones raw? Yeah, he's not fully developed yet. Okay, is he going to be the most talented quarterback on the field on most nights? Probably not. Okay, Daniel Jones is not oozing with talent. He's not oozing with talent. But is he going to be the most, is he going to be the toughest, most mentally tough kid on the field on most nights? I say yes. Listen, you saw it yesterday. Yesterday's another example. I mean, that kid's got fight, man. I I know that it's it's all going to sound cliche. Oh, Guido, you're just kind of, you know, talking about nothing. Okay, look. Say what you want about him. Mental toughness is something that you can't deny with him. Mental toughness is not up for debate. I mean, that kid has got broad shoulders. Seriously. Yeah, he's a little doofy looking. Yes, he's not incredibly talented. Yes, he's kind of... You know, he can sometimes be a little awkward, just like Eli. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't necessarily fit the New York, you know, big city mold. He, You know, he's not a he's not a typical New York football player. But that's kind of a good thing, right? You never have to worry about Daniel Jones. He's a grown-up. Okay, you never have to worry about him doing something stupid. I mean, the kid, he's just a good kid. And I think he's a good quarterback. Look, if you were going to tell me, all right, he's got a bad offensive line, his second coach, his second offensive coordinator, uh, all in his, uh, you know, uh, uh, an injured all pro running back and limited talent at wide receiver. And you told me that he was completing 62% of his throws he, and he, 29 touchdowns and 19 interceptions in his career so far. I'd be like, listen, uh, roll the dice with that kid. Maybe, you know. See what he's got. Listen, if two, four year, if two or three years from now, we're just saying, listen, Daniel Jones just doesn't have it. You know, the Giants draft well. They sign some free agents. They get some talent around him, and it's just not working. You're not seeing it anymore. Okay, move off him. There's nothing wrong with that. But this kid is a year and a half deep into his career, and people are already saying, oh, get him out of town. Come on. Give me a break. You can't go with that angle. You just can't. Okay. I do want to remind you, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Okay. It's American betting experts. You go to LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. It's very simple. Upper right side of the page, there's an ad there. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. Okay, so that's, you know, uh, BetMGM. You've got 
DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet. You pick among those gaming sites. You sign up and you instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from a hundred bucks to a thousand bucks. Okay, a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. And risk-free, it's a lot of money. Okay, it's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. It's American Betting Experts. You can go on LandryFootball.com today. You can start playing. Take advantage of this opportunity. Go for it. Listen, I have no idea how long it's going to last. It might last. I I have no idea. But you better go and take advantage of this while it still exists. Okay, you take advantage of this. American Betting Experts. Try to make yourself a little bit of money. Should be fun. Um, And again, sports, I can't believe how popular sports sports betting is going to get. I mean, seriously, it, it is everywhere now. It really is. <laughs> Everybody loves gambling on sports. It's unbelievable. Even I've done it a couple of times. Okay, like, and I am not a gambling man, and I've done it a couple of times already. So, okay, let's uh, let's move to this. So, uh, I can't not talk about this. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, talk about Monday night, and. Um, Here's the thing I do want to point out. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are officially, okay, on October 23rd, 2020, it's Friday. They are officially a dysfunctional organization. This is a team that can be talked about amongst the bottom tier of teams in the league. They're a dysfunctional franchise. Okay, the Dallas Cowboys have not been to a conference championship game since 1995, right? That's their last Super Bowl. They, but that's the last conference championship they've been to. 1995. Okay, think about this for a second. I want you to I want to I want to point this out. Okay, because I think this is really important. There are only a few teams in the NFL that have had that long of a drought. Uh, to going to a conference championship game. In fact, there's only, what? What am I counting? Seven. There's seven other teams. I want you to listen to who these teams are, okay? The Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, Washington, the Houston Texans, and the Detroit Lions. Those are the only teams in the NFL that have had that long of a drought. Okay, what do all those teams have in common? Okay, with maybe the exception of the Texans. And honestly, even the Texans. Those are all the franchises we make fun of. <laughs> those are all the franchises we joke about. Okay, oh, Cincinnati, they're terrible. Oh, the Browns, the Washington, the Dolphins. Ugh. Those are all the teams we make fun of, right? Those are all the te- Oh, my God, they're so bad all the time. Okay, we make movies about how bad they are. We make memes about how bad they are. The Cowboys get kind of, you know, I guess a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a break for, you know, historical relevance and the size of their brand and everything like that, right? They're the, they're the most valuable sports franchise in the United States, right? It's them and the Yankees. The Dallas Cowboys, they're so valuable. Jerry World and all the facilities and everything like that. They're bright. You got the star on their helmet. You got the white jerseys all the time. And it's, just, it's America's team and all that stuff, right? 
they get cloaked by their brand. They get cloaked by their brand. This is a bad organization right now. And even though in recent memory they've had some division success, they've had some, you know, some times where they they, you know, pretty much every other year they make the playoffs and you know, they they are not constant bottom feeders. Okay, they don't find themselves often, you know, at the really very bottom of the draft, right? You never see them with the first overall pick or anything like that. You never see that. The Dallas Cowboys, they never get that. They never do that. But those are all of the teams that we make fun of. They are part of that group. They're part of that group. Okay, Buffalo, Miami, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Washington, the Texans, and Detroit. Those are the t- those are the only teams that have a that have had a longer playoff drought or had a longer conference championship drought. I mean that I there's no more high and mighty. There's no more there's nothing like that. Okay. Look, what are you seeing? Be real with yourself. What are you seeing with the Dallas Cowboys right now? What are you seeing? Okay, coach, they just can't get right. Okay, Mike McCarthy doesn't look like he's working. I don't think he's a bad football coach, but it it's, might not be a good fit. Might not be a good fit, and, and that's fine. Okay, you know, people get this stuff wrong all the time. It's it's not the end of the world. You fire them, and then you, you get it right, whatever. Coaching, they just can't get right. Ownership, okay, Jerry does not want to be questioned. He's a, you know, he's a guy that wants that hands-on, you know, I... He wants a certain level of control. That's what Jerry wants. And it just, uh, listen, at points, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I think the Cowboys have drafted well. I think they've put together a good roster. I do. But listen, rosters that don't, uh, that are good, that don't play well, we don't give them a pass for, oh, there's, they have such a good roster. We giving the Browns a pass? The Browns roster is fantastic. They don't ever live up to their expectations. We don't give them a break. We never give them a break. There are a lot of people that want to move off Baker Mayfield. Never, ever do we give them any leeway. Why would we give Dallas leeway? Okay, I'm not... You know, I'm not certain about this. I'm not certain about this. I really am not. But is this a rebuild? Is this a full-blown rebuild? Like, is it, are, are we to a point, are we to a point of just, yeah, we just, nothing's working. We're not getting anything right. We have good players, but they're not playing well. Okay, we have a lot of big contracts. Cowboys have a lot of big contracts. I mean, and they're they're paying everybody. And they got more guys that they want to pay, right? They want to pay Leighton Van Der Esch. They want to pay Michael Gallup. Like they they want to they want to keep everybody around. I mean, this is a good roster. They want to keep those guys. Right? They got Jalen Smith under contract and Zeke and their offensive line, right? I mean, listen, their offensive line can't stay healthy. Offensive line can't stay healthy. 
They have an unsure quarterback situation. Ezekiel Elliott is underperforming his contract. This is the worst defense in the NFL by far right now. And it's not like uh, Demarcus Lawrence is absolutely atrocious. The guy is atrocious. They're paying him $21 million. He's got one sack in about 14 games. I mean, it's bizarre. Name another pass rusher that has that kind of a contract that is underperforming that bad. There are, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence might not be the, he's like the third highest paid defensive lineman in the league. He's not the third best defensive lineman on his own team. This is a dysfunctional team. This is a dysfunctional organization. The coaching's not working. They have an unsure quarterback situation. I mean, you got to think about what defines these franchises. Okay, like I said, they just can't make the right decision. They never can. They never, ever can. Neither the Cowboys. Neither can Dallas. They never get it right. So, I mean, listen, I don't know what to tell you. They're in that same group with Miami and the Bengals and Cleveland and Washington. I mean, they're in that group. Those teams haven't had success in 30 years. 30 years. That's where the Cowboys are. It's been 25 years since they've been to a conference championship game. This is the biggest brand in sports. Haven't been to a conference championship game in 25 years. I don't know what to tell you, man. They're just, they're not, they're not great anymore. Okay. We do this every Friday, and I think it's predictable that we do this every Friday. We will pick this week's NFL games. Okay. Just letting you know, teams on a bye this week. If you don't hear your team name this week, it means that you're not playing. Okay. I don't exclude any games. Teams on a bye this week, the Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts, the Miami Dolphins, and the Minnesota Vikings are on buys this week. They're not playing, so enjoy your week off. Uh, Everybody else, we are underway. So let's begin with the first game that we're talking about today. Uh, Listen, if this doesn't tell you where this organization's at, the Dallas Cowboys are going to the Washington football team, and it's a pick there's no spread. It's a pick them right now. Listen, I am I'm going to take the Cowboys on the road because I don't think that Washington has any part of it together. I really don't. I mean, this is a team that is bad right now. They this is a bad quarterback situation. They bench Dwayne Haskins. Kyle Allen is going to be starting. I don't think Kyle Allen's any good. I, listen, Washington is I think is all over the place. Here's the thing, though. I don't think this is going to be a blowout by any means necessary. Washington's front seven is really good. This is a, you know, if there's one thing on their roster that they have handled, it's their front seven, right? Guys like Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. I mean, these are real players that have big impacts on football games. A lot of talent on that front seven. So uh, I think if the Cowboy offensive line does not step up, and Andy Dalton can't escape the pocket, and receivers can't get uh, open early, it's going to be tough for the Cowboys offensively. I am going to take the Cowboys, however, because I don't think Washington's going to be able to score a bunch of points. They don't have any weapons. They don't have any running backs that can take advantage of this Cowboys defense. They don't have a quarterback that's reliable. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'll take it in a low-scoring game. 
I'll say 17 to nine, the Cowboys beat Washington in Washington. All right, this one's going to be a hell of a game where I guess we're we're starting off pretty hot here. This might be the game of the week. The Pittsburgh Steelers go to Tennessee to play the Titans. The Titans right now are a are one point favorite at home favorites at home. They are it's pretty much a pick 'em game. Uh, this is going to be another road game that I pick. I'm going to take the Steelers to win on the road here. Uh, here's why. Okay. I think that the Titans offensive line is good. It's not great. And I think that that front seven for Pittsburgh is going to give Ryan Tannehill a tough time. Okay. Ryan Tannehill is not overly uh, athletic. He's more of just a pure pocket guy. Uh, listen, and he's having a great year this year, Ryan Tannehill. He's actually done a really nice job for them after they gave him that big contract. He's a real quarterback. He's a real player. Um, but I will say this too. Big Ben has been phenomenal off the injury. This is a, a team that is so good at drafting wide receivers. I mean, these are not big name guys, right? Like James Washington and Chase Claypool. I, I mean, Deontay Johnson, these are not big time, you know, big name wide receivers. Juju Smith Schuster has kind of made a name for himself, but James Connor in the backfield has been good this year. This is a good offensive line. Uh, they're well coached. I think this is going to be a close game. This will be the best game of the week, in my opinion. Uh, but I am going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers to stay undefeated. Uh, both of these teams, five and zero. Oh, I think Tennessee gets their first loss. Pittsburgh wins this game in a really close one. I'm going to say 28 to 26 Pittsburgh over Tennessee. Just in case you were wondering too, Dallas right now, two and four Washington is one and five. Uh, so I think uh, the Cowboys get their third win of the year. Uh, We'll go to Atlanta. The Detroit Lions go to the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are two and a half point favorites at home. Uh, Lions sit at two and three. They're coming off. Um, they had their week five bye. Uh, Atlanta is one and five. They're coming off their first win. Their first win since they fired Dan Quinn, beating the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think they're going to get a second one here. I'm going to take Atlanta at home. I think this is a good offense. Okay, especially when Julio Jones plays. This is a good offense. Okay, they can run the football. It's not a bad offensive line. Wide receivers with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, uh, those are legitimate weapons. And say what you want, okay? Matt Ryan this year is having a really solid year. Okay, 97.8 passer rating, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. Matt Ryan's been good. Okay, it. I think Matt Ryan's a top 10 quarterback in the league. I really do. Uh, and I think... The biggest problem for Atlanta has been their defense. They can't stop anybody, run or pass. They can't do it. Okay, they do not have the talent on defense to do any damage to anybody. So this is a game where Matt Stafford kind of has to break out. He They need those wide receivers to take advantage of that young secondary. Um, guys like Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, like they they need guys like that to just to, to move the football. Um, listen, I think. The the edge here goes to Atlanta. I think there is some home field advantage here, uh, but I am going to take the Falcons. They get their second win. Close game. I'll say not a lot of defense played. 33-30. to 30. I'll say 33-30 Atlanta over Detroit. We go to Cincinnati. The Cleveland Browns go to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Uh, the Browns are three-point road favorites. Browns sit at four and two. Bengals are one, four, and one. Call me crazy. I'm going to take Cincinnati to win at home. Uh, listen, I, I think that as of right now, okay, this is not a certainty, but as of right now, 
The Cleveland Browns are a little bit dysfunctional. I don't know exactly who they're going to be starting at quarterback. Uh, my guess is that Baker Mayfield will get the start um, and because they, they pulled him last week. So, I again, you, you don't, you're you a little bit uncertain there. But the Browns have every reason to win this game. Their offensive line's better. Their defense is better. Excuse me. Uh, offensive weapons are better. Uh, listen, Joe Mixon, I think Joe Mixon's hurt. He's not going to play, I don't think. And right now their quarterback should be better, right? Baker Mayfield should be better than Joe Burrow. But this seems like one of those games where the Browns just can't put it together. Okay, they got high off that win against Dallas a couple of weeks ago. And ever since then, it's been, eh, I don't know. I mean, they get absolutely stuffed by the Steelers last week. So, listen, I'm going to take the Bengals at home. I think this is not going to be an easy game. I really don't. Joe Burrow is a dog. He's a winner. Okay, this is a, a group of wide receivers that's talented. Listen, give me the Bengals. And they're honestly, the Bengals secondary is not terrible. Okay, they have legitimate talent in that secondary. They can take advantage of some of the mistakes that Baker Mayfield is bound to make. I'm going to take the Bengals. I'll say, I'll say 26 to 23 over the Browns in Cincinnati. Uh, we go to the Carolina Panthers are going to New Orleans to play the Saints. Saints are seven and a half point favorites at home. Uh, Panthers sit at three and three. The Saints are at three and two. They're coming off the bye. Uh, the Saints are going to be without Michael Thomas this week. There will not be Michael Thomas is not going to play for the Saints this week. Um, but I will still take New Orleans at home. Listen, I, Carolina has surprised me so far this year. I'm actually very surprised that they're as good as they are. Um, but I think they are going to come back down to earth. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has been good, not great this year. Uh, and say what you want about Drew Brees, okay? Drew Brees has played most of the season without Michael Thomas. He's got a 102.7 passer rating. I mean, look, that's good. <laughs> Anything over 100, you could say is good. Okay, nine touchdowns, three interceptions. Drew Brees still incredibly accurate. Okay, this is an offense that is proving that they can live without Michael Thomas. They're still scoring points. The running game is really good. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league, one of the best offensive coaches in the league, right, Sean Payton. I mean, the Saints are going to be a really tough team to beat this year. I really do. I think once you once you get Michael Thomas back, you're going to be seeing the true identity of this team. Uh, and Carolina, again, at this point, there's still no Christian McCaffrey. That's going to make a difference. Even though Mike Davis has done a nice job uh, handling the load there, uh, I think the Saints get a win here. Give me the Saints, I'll say 27-17 over the Carolina Panthers in New Orleans. Uh, we go to this. This one's going to be lopsided. The Buffalo Bills are going to New York to play the Jets. Uh, the Bills are 11 point road favorites. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Okay. I guess it's, a, I get it. It's a large spread, but if you're a betting man, hammer the Bills minus 11. This will not be a close football game. The Bills are going to kill the Jets this game. Buffalo's four and two. Jets are still the only winless team. They're 0 and six. Uh, this is not a good football team. The Jets right now are the favorites to get the number one overall pick. Uh, Sam Darnold is going to come back for the Jets. Uh, so I think that will make at least somewhat of a difference. The Jets are going to look a little bit more competent than they have in the past two weeks with Joe Flacco at quarterback. But right now, Josh Allen is playing great football. 
Uh, listen, the past couple of weeks for the Bills have been a little bit rough. I think they get right off the schneid here. They're getting a bounce-back game. They're playing the worst team in football right now. Uh, Josh Allen comes back. They can't stop the – the Jets can't stop the run. They can't stop anything. They can't do anything on offense. I mean, this is an easy game. Okay, the Bills get right back off the schneid. I think it's a big win for the Bills. Give me, I'm going to say the Bills win 34 to 6 over the Jets. And that six points is not coming off a touchdown. That's coming off two field goals, probably long field goals from Sam Ficken because they, they, they're not going to be able to get in the end zone against this defense. All right, the final one o'clock game uh, the Green Bay Packers go to Houston to play the Texans. Uh, the Packers are three and a half point favorites on the road. Um, listen, Packers right now four and one, Texans one and five. This is a must win game for the Houston Texans. They've got to get something going here. Um, but here's the big thing, okay? Packers coming off their first loss of the season, right? When they uh, after losing to uh, Tampa Bay last week. Listen, I think Green Bay bounces back. Green Bay is going to go on the road to Houston and beat the Texans. Okay, period. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I think, has played incredibly well so far this year, and it just hasn't mattered. It just has. This is not a good roster without really great coaching. Okay, the offensive personnel is not bad. The offensive line is still going. The, the Houston Texans defense is terrible. It is terrible. Even with J.J. Watt on the field, it is terrible. Um, so Green Bay... Right now, I think they're in prime position to win. Aaron Jones, I expect to have a big day. Devontae Adams, I expect to have a field day on this secondary. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to be – this will be a refresher for Aaron Rodgers. Coming off a really tough Tampa Bay defense, you get to play the Texans, which is just – they don't have any talent on that side of the football. It really is bizarre. They don't have any talent on that side of the football. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great, great game this week. So. I think there's a mismatch there. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers big in this one. I'm going to say 31 to 16, the Packers over the Texans in Houston. All right, we move to the four o'clock. There's four four o'clock games. Uh, let's go with the first one at 4:05. We get Tampa Bay. We get the Buccaneers going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Uh, listen, the Raiders have had. Uh, a couple of positive COVID tests. They said that their entire starting offensive line is high risk. Um, so we'll see about this. Uh, Buccaneers are three and a half point favorites on the road. Bucks are four and two. Raiders are three and two right now. Call me crazy. I'm going to take the Raiders at home. Listen, I, I think Tampa Bay is riding a high right now. Listen, they they stomp the hell out of the Packers. They're going to go into this game a little bit overconfident. They're going to say, listen, if we could beat the Packers, we could definitely beat the, this dysfunctional Raiders organization, right? With, with, with Gruden and everything like that. Like, I think, listen, they are going to underestimate how good Derek Carr has been this year. Derek Carr has been the better quarterback uh, than Tom Brady this year. 115.9 passer rating for Derek Carr. 11 touchdowns, one interception. He's been fantastic so far this year. I think they're going to run like crazy with Josh Jacobs in the back uh, in the backfield. This is going to be a handful. This is not Green Bay's offense where there are not a lot of offensive weapons to worry about. It's kind of just Aaron Rodgers. Okay. This is a team that's got weapons. Henry Ruggs, guys like Darren Waller, you got to worry about. This is a good offensive line. I I think you really have to uh you really got to put your 
uh, put your nose in the ground uh, against the Raiders. The only issue is, is that is this Raiders defense going to be able to stop these wide receivers? Okay, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, are they are they going to take advantage of this Raiders uh, defense? Uh, listen, it's a good pass rush. I think you're dealing with a young uh, Tristan Wirfs is young. They might be able to take advantage of that. I don't think the uh, the uh, Buccaneers are going to be able to run the ball like crazy, but this will be a good game. Uh, I think actually a really good game, close game. Give me the Raiders in this one. I actually think it's going to be relatively low scoring. I'm going to take the Raiders 23 to 21 over the Buccaneers at home. Okay. Let's motor through these next four. Uh, Monday night game is going to be the Chicago Bears and the L.A. Rams. Uh, Rams are favored by six right now. We won't discuss that yet. We'll discuss that on Monday. Um, but the San Francisco 49ers go to New England to, pay, to play the Patriots. Patriots are favored by two. Right now, Niners are sitting at three and three. Patriots are two and three. This is the worst start they've had in a long time. Um, but I'm going to take the Patriots at home. Uh, this I think this is going to be a huge game for them going forward. Uh, it's not going to be an easy game because San Francisco's coaching is fantastic. They have such a creative offense. There's going to be a bunch of different looks. But if there's anybody that can combat that, it's Bill Belichick and that defensive coaching staff. Okay, this is a good defense for New England. Uh, and they've got, listen, they can they can make plays on offense. Cam Newton, I actually am giving a lot of credit. I think he's looked better than what I expected. Okay, listen, statistically, it hasn't been amazing for him. But you got to keep this in mind, okay? Their schedule got really screwed up with the COVID stuff and and everything like that. So, it, listen, it's not supposed to look good right now for Cam. But I think he's going to come back. He's going to have a nice game. They're going to run the ball like crazy. This is a banged-up San Francisco defense. I think they can take advantage of that. I'm going to take the Patriots in this one. Lower-scoring game. I'll say 20-17, to 17, the Patriots over the 49ers. Uh, okay, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to Denver to play the Broncos. Kansas City is favored by nine and a half at home. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, five and one are the Chiefs. The Broncos right now are two and three. Uh, Drew Locke is back playing quarterback. That doesn't matter. I'm going to take Kansas City on the road. Uh, listen, Kansas City, I think uh, they got to stick. They got to get going on a run here. They got to get going on a run. They're coming off that big win against Buffalo. Um, you know, get get hot. Take advantage of this division opponent that's extremely banged up, right? Von Miller, Cortland Sutton out, Jarrell Casey out. Take advantage of this defense uh, that's really going to have a hard time stopping uh, the Chiefs' offense with all these all these weapons. Okay, this is a legitimate offense with a, with the best quarterback in the league. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is having a great year. Okay, maybe we'll see Le'Veon Bell this game for the Chiefs. We didn't really see him last week, uh, but that's going to be another element the Broncos are going to have to uh, prepare for. Uh, I think this one could get really lopsided, even though the Broncos are at home, and I think they have great home field advantage because literally the physical aspects of the game get changed because of the altitude, but I don't think that's going to matter. The Chiefs are just the way superior football team this week. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'll say 34 to 13 over the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to struggle this week. All right, last four o'clock game. The Jacksonville Jaguars go to LA to play the Chargers. The Chargers right now are seven and a half point favorites at home. Uh, Jaguars right now sitting at one and five. Chargers are one and four. They're coming off the bye. Uh, yeah, 
and give me the Chargers. I, I think Jacksonville is coming back down to earth. They haven't won a game since week one. They've lost five straight. Uh, and the Chargers right now, they look pretty good. Justin Herbert looks like a really nice player. 107.1 passer rating, nine touchdowns, three picks so far on the year. Listen, Tyrod Taylor's not getting his job back. Justin Herbert is going to be their quarterback for a while. He's going to be there for a long time. Listen, the weapons right now for the Chargers are fantastic. Even though Austin Eckler is still hurt, they're still finding ways to move the football. This is a decent offensive line. I don't love what they have on the right side of that offensive line. Uh, but listen, they're trying to put it together. This is a nasty defense. I think it's going to be a lot for Gardner Minshew to handle. Not a lot of talent on this Jacksonville roster. I think Jacksonville right now is a bottom three or four team in the entire NFL, which is exactly what I thought they would be. Uh, but give me the LA Chargers to win at home here against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll take the, I'll say Chargers win. I'll say 29 to 20 over Jacksonville. All right, Sunday night. This game got flexed out to Sunday night due to COVID reasons. Uh, so the Seattle Seahawks are going to Arizona to play the Cardinals. Uh, Seahawks right now are three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, three and a half point favorites on the road, excuse me. Uh, Seahawks coming off the bye. They're sitting at five and zero. Cardinals coming off a big win against Dallas. They're right now four and two. They are definitely improved from last year. But listen, I think the Seahawks right now could be the best team in football. I'm going to take the Seahawks on Sunday night football. Russell Wilson right now is the MVP of the league. Kyler Murray has been a little bit streaky. Kyler Murray has not been amazing so far this year. He hasn't been terrible, but he's had some really streaky moments. He really didn't play well last week, despite the lopsided score against Dallas. Uh, but I think Seattle wins this game. They're getting everything right. They're rested. Okay, this is an offense that is going to take advantage uh, of this Cardinal defense that has been spotty in certain games. They're young. They, you know, it, it's, this isn't an elite coach team. I like Cliff Kingsbury, but it's not completely, uh, I'll say elitely coached. I had probably making up a word. Um, but I do think this game is going to have, uh, a lot of points. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Arizona is going to put up points. Seattle's defense is not great. They're not going to be able to put pressure on Kyler Murray like that. Uh, so I think this will be a close game, but Seattle right now is just too good to go against. I'm going to take the Seahawks in this game. Again, close game, good game. I'll say 26-23, the Seahawks over the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals keep it close. And then again, uh, Bears and Rams are playing on Monday night. Uh, we'll discuss that on Monday. That's going to be a good football game. Um and obviously the Eagles getting the win over the Giants 22-21 last night. Again, Ravens, Colts, Dolphins, Vikings, you're not playing this week, so enjoy your week off. Maybe <laughs> maybe the stress will be a little bit elevated, but I do want to thank you for joining us. This has been Guido's Gridiron Blitz. You catch us every Monday and Friday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern time in the afternoon. Make sure that you don't miss it. It'll be archived, thrown up on LandryFootball.com. On the Landry Football Podcast Network, I'm Mike Guido. This is Guido's Gridiron Blitz. We'll see you.